This is Barry Zalma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's blog, Zalma on Insurance. Today we're going to speak about why a convicted killer must stay in jail regardless of his motions for post-conviction relief. An insurance fraudster and killer wasted the court's time with a frivolous action and was given due consideration even though he was not entitled to it. And he proved that a pro se party has a fool for a client. In the state of Delaware versus Ryan Shover, a May 15, 2023 decision of the Superior Court of Delaware acting as an appellate court, it dealt with proceedings by a convicted murderer and insurance fraudster Ryan Shover, who acted as his own attorney. Ryan Shover had been found guilty of two counts of murder in the first degree, two counts of possession of a deadly weapon during the commission of a felony, first degree conspiracy, and insurance fraud. The Supreme Court of Delaware had issued a mandate affirming the judgment of the Superior Court. Defendant then filed a pro se, that's acting as his own attorney, motion for post-conviction relief and motion for appointment of counsel, and the Superior Court granted the motion for appointment of counsel. The appointed counsel filed a motion to withdraw after reviewing all of the materials and informed the court that after a thorough review of the record, Defendant's claims lacked merit, and there was no additional meritorious claims that he could ethically present. Defendant then filed a pro se motion for reconsideration of his post-conviction motion and a second pro se motion to compel. The court denied defendant's second motion to compel as moot on the same basis that it denied the first motion to compel. Appointed counsel advised the court that he concluded that the defendant's claims lacked sufficient merit to the point that he could not ethically advocate the defendant's position. In the motion to withdraw, appointed counsel engaged in a detailed analysis of the defendant's claims before concluding that they were absolutely devoid of merit. With respect to defendant's motion for post-conviction relief, the Superior Court Criminal Rule 61A states such motions must be based on a sufficient factual or legal basis. The rule required the post-conviction motions specify all grounds for relief which are available to the movement and shall set forth in summary form the facts supporting each of the grounds thus specified. After review of the motion for post-conviction relief and motion to withdraw in addition to the applicable legal authorities, it was evident to the appellate court that the defendant's grounds for relief had no merit. In addition, the court concluded that the defendant's constitutional right to confront witnesses was not violated by a witness refreshing his recollection with an FBI agent's typewritten notes of that witness's prior out-of-court statement because the state was permitted to refresh a witness's recollection in this manner 
pursuant to Delaware Rule of Evidence 612. It was the witness's in-court testimony, not the typewritten notes of the witness's prior statement, constituted the evidence that went to the jury. Therefore, appointed counsel's motion to withdraw was granted, and defendant's pro se motion for post-conviction relief was summarily dismissed. In my opinion, some courts tend to protect the rights of a pro se party, as did this Delaware court, even a convicted murderer, but they should reconsider this testimony. The Delaware court provided an attorney to deal with the defendant's motion for post-conviction relief, only to have that lawyer move to be relieved because there was no basis in fact or law for the relief sought, and it would have been unethical for the counsel to represent Ryan Shover. Bending over backwards, the appellate court considered the spurious arguments, wrote a detailed opinion, and denied relief, and the defendant will serve his full sentence appropriately. This video was adapted from my blog, Zalma on Insurance, which is available free to anyone who clicks on the URL zalma.com slash blog. You can subscribe to the blog, and you will receive daily, usually five, sometimes six a week, blog postings. And you ha will have access to the more than 4,500 blog postings. You can also subscribe to the videos at rumble.com and at youtube.com. And if you do, I'd appreciate it if you click on the like button at YouTube or the uh, thumbs up button at rumble.com. And you might also please tell your friends and colleagues about these videos and blog postings so that they too can subscribe. And if you wish further detail and knowledge about insurance, insurance claims, and insurance law and insurance fraud, you might consider subscribing to my Locals channel or my Substack publications for a very small fee. Thank you for your attention.